Let's descend together for a few moments. I thought to give you a, an illustration here of human frailty, human fragility. I thought to do it by talking about two people I know. Um, one of them experienced uh, terrible family disruption, terrible pain as a child, and today she responds to any obstacle, any, any difficulty that crossed her path as, a, as an attack of an enemy. So if you disagree with her, you're suddenly an enemy. She's frail. Her world is full of enemies everywhere she looks. She's always also a moment away from total collapse, life just crashing in. The other fragile person I thought to describe had the opposite upbringing, completely sheltered. Uh, he was never allowed to experience any kind of adversity. Protected, protected, no difficulties. Any kind of discomfort, any sort of unpleasantness, the parents drove it away. And now he is completely unable to handle anything hard. Whenever anything difficult comes, he is a moment away from total collapse. He's frail. He's fragile. I tripped up with my illustration here when, when I tried to think of a contrast. Uh, that, so that's frail people. Then I tried to think of someone who's not fragile. I tried to think. Face after face came to mind and Along with each one of them, a bit of the human story came in. All that uh, easily offended. Uh, very sensitive. Uh, that um, Unable to take correction. Always has to be right. Uh, sensitive to tone. Fears financial instability. Frightened of sickness. Fears rejection, fears abandonment, has to have her way, has to have his way, can't be crossed. Uh-oh. The truth is we are all a few days from breaking down. All of us, we are all fragile. It was, uh, yeah, it was a stunning realization. A stomach virus? followed by a few sleepless nights, then a nagging pain maybe, and then a bit of bad news, and we're broken. Each one of us can come to the edge of an abyss just like that. Our minds and our bodies break so easily. Each one of us is an illness or three bad decisions away from total collapse. Away from a life of destruction. Three bad decisions. Now, I'm saying no more than God has told us repeatedly in the scriptures. When he announced the consequences of Adam's rebellion, when he said, by the sweat of your brow you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of the ground you were taken, you are dust. And to dust you shall return. God's words are echoed then by David in Psalm 103. 
And he says, as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him, for he knows our frame, that we are dust, and man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes, and the wind passes over it, and he's gone. Isaiah had spoken the same thing. All flesh is grass. And it's loveliness like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades. This, this frailty, it's built in to the fallen order. To be human is to be vulnerable. We saw vivid signs of this, vivid signs. Earlier this month, as those earthquakes shook Turkey and Syria, hundreds of buildings, I don't know if you've looked at pictures of that, hundreds of buildings reduced to ruin and rubble, an astonishing level of rubble. And it soon became known, as they looked at these buildings, that they crumbled the way they did because they were built with lies. So buildings should be built with reinforced concrete. It's supposed to, if it's more than one story high. Reinforced concrete, that means it's concrete with steel reinforcement along every joint. What they found in those buildings where there should have been steel reinforcement, there was styrofoam, literal styrofoam. That wasn't the design, that wasn't the plan, they weren't supposed to be built like that, that wasn't what the engineers ordered, but that was the choice that the builders all across the region made. And when the earth shook and the test came, Those buildings became gravel. I think you see the sign. Our confession is that people have done the same thing with God's design universally. We agree with God's word. That's part of what we're doing tonight. We agree with God's word. We, people, have exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. That was God's design and we rejected it. People have accepted every imaginable lie about what's good, about what makes life meaningful and worthwhile. We've chosen to serve ourselves rather than our creator. And so we are frail, and so we crumble easily. We were not made for that. We were not made to crumble like this. And in that utterly broken state, all of, we would all still be if our Lord Jesus Christ had not come to restore his good design, what he made. Six weeks from now, Easter, 
is the church's yearly festival when we stop everything and we stand in awe of this thing that he has done, this restoration, to shout, to proclaim the news of this reconciling work of God that has changed the cosmos, that has reshaped and is remaking mankind. The reality of it is so high, is so astonishing. This remaking of mankind, we can't regularly handle the wonder of it. We can't take it in on a regular basis. So Sundays throughout the year, we take a measured dose of celebration. Easter, we abandon ourselves to it. Every Sunday is a measured celebration of the Lord's resurrection. Every Sunday is a feast of the Lord's restoration. But with Easter, we consecrate ourselves as a people. We are God's people. We are part of this new creation. We're the people of Jesus who have received his Holy Spirit. We're the people who've become new creations. And so we must live differently from the rest of mankind. It's such a radical reshaping, this thing that he's doing. It's such a radical change of mind that we dare not rush into the worship, into the adoration, into the thanks to God for it. We dare not rush into it lest we treat that with contempt or presumption. So we walk towards it. Thus Lent. It's too high. It's too lofty to rush into. And so in this walk towards our great celebration, we are acknowledging the undeniable truth that God has come down to us. He descended. He descended to the ruin, to the rubble of what he had made. The perfect design that the builders had corrupted. We could not save ourselves. Nor can we now heal ourselves. Nor can we rebuild who each one of us was designed to be. He has saved us we can't rebuild ourselves. God must do it. God must do it. And so knowing, in this season, knowing we're moving towards Easter, we're moving towards this celebration, knowing that we do, in fact, stand in the light and the grace of God. That's the reality. If you are in Jesus Christ, you stand in his grace as a renewed people. Knowing that, the cry and the prayer of Lent is from Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and renew a right spirit within me. 
Then I will teach transgressors your, transgressors your ways, and sinners shall return to you. What are we saying? He has saved us, and we are asking him to rebuild us. We stand justified before him. We are asking him to restore his plan for us, his design in us. We're admitting that just as we couldn't save ourselves, we also need him to transform our thinking. Because we're to be, as we're told, no longer conformed to the pattern of the world, but being transformed, be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so we make this request of him. Create in us clean hearts. Renew a right spirit within us. Restore to us the joy of our salvation. In doing so, we acknowledge that we're frail. We're saying the truth. We are fragile. This still fallen flesh, soul renewed, still fallen flesh, is ever subject to allurement, enticement, deception. We are ever a few steps from dust. And we say so. And he responds. He responds. It is not our good behavior that causes him to respond. It's not our determination to do better or to be better. It's not acts of righteousness that we do that he responds to. For you did not desire sacrifice or I would give it. You did not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, these, O oh God, you will never despise. So when we walk through Lent towards the great celebration of Easter, we are collectively and visibly declaring the gospel. We make this walk together. If you're a visitor, you're part of another church, you're making this walk with your church. We make this walk together as the people of God we are declaring the gospel as we do it. This is the gospel. Like all people everywhere, we need mercy and grace. We're saying it. We need mercy and grace. We needed grace to be removed from judgment, and we need grace constantly. Each one of us to become what he has planned us to be. And we are working out our salvation with fear and trembling, trusting in him to do that restorative work in us. We cannot do it for ourselves. That's the gospel.